Welcome to Artificial Pulse, the podcast that brings you the latest positive innovations in technology, giving you a glimpse into a brighter future. Our podcast is completely generated by AI with the goal of giving you the most insightful and up-to-date information on advancements in technology. Please note that while we aim for accuracy, there may be some unintentional inaccuracies or repetitions, and we recommend referring to our show notes to find links to the sources of all of the information summarized here. And here's our update for today, Tuesday, June 6, 2023. Plan A, an AI-powered carbon accounting tool founded by Lubomila Yordanova, is helping companies measure, reduce, and report their CO2 emissions. The platform uses an algorithm that gathers up to 20 million data points each month to automatically prescribe actions a company can take to reduce its footprint, such as improving energy efficiency and sourcing goods from more sustainable suppliers. Plan A has been adopted by BMW, Deutsche Bank, N26, and the European Commission, among others. Yordanova believes that accurate carbon accounting is crucial to achieving a more sustainable economy and that corporations have a moral obligation to take action against climate change. While pressure is mounting on corporations to decarbonize, measuring a company's footprint remains challenging due to fragmentation and non-standardization. Continuing our coverage on AI, EasyApp has launched EasyApp Copilot, a content automation tool for regulated industries like biopharma. The platform uses pre-trained large language models, LLMs, to empower scientific writers and enhance their strategic capabilities and productivity within a secure and closed environment. The company claims that its innovative solution reduces writing time while achieving greater consistency and reliability in reports. Copilot enables scientific writers to control quality and maximize productivity. The platform uses data-to-text and text-to-text techniques to provide regulated industries with a comprehensive and intelligent content automation process. The tool offers full auditability, complies with GXP regulations, and guarantees to host each customer's data in a fully secure and private environment. By automating data crunching and generating initial drafts of documents, Copilot empowers medical and scientific writers to dedicate more time and attention to providing critical insights into the drug development process. EasyOp Copilot can offer transformative ROI by automating content, helping maintain model accuracy, ensuring narrative consistency, and providing transparency regarding data. Moving on to another AI update, Apple has revealed its new mixed reality headset, the Vision Pro, which boasts high-end design and specs that go beyond gaming. However, truly realize the future of computing, the device needs a generative AI service comparable to ChatGPT. While users will be able to run ChatGPT on the device via OpenAI's app or a third-party option, there is currently no first-party option from Apple itself. The Vision Pro supports eye and hand tracking and takes commands via Siri, but regular Siri is not yet on par with ChatGPT or Google Bard. A ChatGPT-like AI product for the Vision Pro would need an internet connection and possibly a link to Apple's servers for complex tasks but it would allow users to navigate menus and accelerate queries using voice commands. Additionally, if Apple eventually releases our glasses, having a unique and personal generative AI experience across all devices could come in handy. Finally, rumors suggest that Apple may eventually enable app coding via Siri voice commands, which could lead to a true chat GPT competitor from Apple running on the Vision Pro. As we continue to highlight inspiring tech innovations, we ask you to please consider becoming a supporter through Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash artificial pulse. You can contribute to our mission to provide you with the latest positive innovations in technology. Also, in each episode, we'll mention the names of each of our supporters to thank them for their contribution.
In addition, higher tier supporters can have a short advertisement played in each episode of Artificial Pulse. Once again, thanks for listening and please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash artificial pulse. Taking a look at more AI updates, Apple has announced a new journaling app called Journal, which will be available on iOS 17. The app uses on-device machine learning to create personalized suggestions for writing topics based on information from the user's phone, such as photos, location, music, and workouts. Users can select a moment, like morning visit, ocean beach, and begin writing. They can also schedule notifications to remind them to write and receive new suggestions. Apple designed the app to keep entries private with on-device processing, end-to-end encryption, and the ability to lock the journal. Overall, Journal aims to use AI to inspire and personalize the journaling experience for iPhone users. Also in AI news, Verge, a B2B startup, has launched Blueprint an AI-powered tool that uses OpenAI's GPT-3.5 language model to simplify API integrations. With multiple enterprise applications used for different purposes, maintaining and integrating them with various APIs has become a complex task. Blueprint allows developers or non-technical employees to copy and paste the link to the documentation of an API they wish to integrate into an online form. It then reads, parses, and translates it into a workable API definition, which Merge can use to construct a fast, secure and easy integration with their software. The tool is not just for developers but can be used by anyone in the company. Merge was founded in 2020 and offers a unified API as the connective tissue between companies and the many different APIs they want to access. With nearly 7,000 customers, Merge provides a one-stop shop for all their APIs, saving time and resources. Blueprint adds value to Merge's existing product integration platform API, making it easier for customers to integrate APIs without any technical expertise. Taking a look at more AI updates, Singapore's Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong expects that technology, including artificial intelligence, AI, will disrupt the job market, but it won't completely eliminate jobs. Speaking at the Asia Tech X Singapore Summit, he stated that while the nature of blue and white-collar jobs may change, the pace of change will accelerate and create new tasks and jobs. Wong stressed the importance of workers adapting to impending disruptions stemming from AI, with regulators implementing job matching and skills development support. Singapore has launched AI Verify, the world's first testing toolkit to help companies objectively assess whether their AI products are responsible and meet international principles. He added that concerted and proactive efforts are needed on the part of governments, industry, and skills training providers. Wang also warned of the substantial disruptions in labor markets and large risks arising from generative AI. Despite the concerns, he maintains that humans will not be replaced entirely by machines, and technology can make humans more productive and create more jobs. Moving on to Apple news, Apple has announced the second-generation Mac Studio, a desktop computer designed for professional users. This is the first hardware update for the Mac Studio since it was introduced in 2021. The new Mac Studio is available with the M2 Max chip and the new M2 Ultra chip, both of which offer significantly higher performance than the previous generation's M1 Max and M1 Ultra chips. The M2 Ultra chip, in particular, doubles the specs of the M2 Max with a 24-core CPU, 60-core GPU, and up to 192GB of RAM. The new Mac Studio is designed for professionals who work with demanding tasks, such as video editing, 3D rendering, and machine learning. It features advanced built-in wireless technologies, including Wi-Fi 6E and Bluetooth 5.3, and has multiple ports for connectivity. 
prices for the new Mac Studio start at $1,999, and more details can be found on Apple's website. Continuing our Apple coverage, Apple has announced that it will add adaptive audio to the second-generation AirPods Pro through a software update this fall. The feature uses machine learning to combine active noise cancellation and transparency modes based on the user's environment, allowing it to detect noises you want to block out and those you want to hear. Apple also introduced personalized volume, which adjusts the earbuds' volume automatically based on usage and environmental conditions. Additionally, the AirPods Pro can now detect when a person starts speaking and reduce the volume of the earbuds while boosting background noise. The AirPods will also become better at switching their source device and allow users to mute and unmute themselves by pressing the earbud stem. Finally, Apple is adding the ability to start an AirPlay session via Siri, and AirPlay will soon be available in some hotels for guests to scan a QR code that, that will bring up AirPlay on the room's TV. In other Apple-related news, Apple has announced macOS Sonoma, or macOS 14, featuring new enhancements and features. iMessage now includes emoji tapbacks and a new emoji stickers interface, with iMessage apps hidden behind a submenu for a cleaner design. The new Mac OS also comes with aerial screensavers and interactive desktop widgets that allow users to check off reminders, control home settings, and perform various tasks on their Mac directly from the desktop. The update includes a new game mode, which optimizes the Mac's hardware when playing games, and improvements to metal with a new API to port Windows games to the Mac. Craig Federighi, Apple's Senior Vice President of Software Engineering, says Mac OS Sonoma will make using the Mac even more delightful and productive. The beta version is expected to be available this summer, with an official release planned for the fall. In other Apple news, shares of Unity Software Incorporated surged by 26% after Apple announced that it is working with the game development software company for its Apple Vision Pro headset, causing a temporary halt in Unity trading and leading to the stock's biggest jump since it went public in 2020. Apple aims to create a third-party ecosystem of apps that can be used on the $3,499 device, and Adobe, Cisco, and Microsoft are among the companies developing Vision Pro apps. Susan Prescott, Apple's VP of Worldwide Developer Relations, said during Apple's keynote that they've been working with Unity to bring popular Unity-based games and apps to Vision Pro, giving them full access to Vision OS features such as pass-through, high-resolution rendering, and native gestures. Unity did not issue a press release on the collaboration, but a spokesperson confirmed that Unity's real-time 3D tools and capabilities would be delivered to Apple Vision Pro, allowing developers to bring new and existing Unity-created apps and games to this new spatial computing platform. CEO John Ricciatiello previously mentioned that Unity is one of the few partners left amid the growth of digital advertising at Apple, which hurt Unity's business. Moving on to Clean Energy Innovations News, Aquatic a California-based startup that spun out of research at UCLA, is aiming to tackle climate change by simultaneously removing carbon dioxide from the air and the ocean while creating hydrogen as an alternative fuel. The company's technology splits water molecules in seawater using electricity to release hydrogen for sale as a fuel. It also filters planet-heating CO2 out of air and seawater, creating minerals that trap the carbon dioxide in the ocean for more than 10,000 years. This dual approach has attracted the attention of firms like Boeing, which has already inked a deal to buy 2,100 metric tons of hydrogen from Aquatic and purchase 62,000 metric tons of carbon removal to offset its own emissions. However, 
Some environmental advocates caution that the process could have unforeseen consequences, such as affecting shell-building creatures that form the base of marine food chains due to changes in ocean chemistry. Aquatic maintains that the technology doesn't alter the acidity of the ocean and that the water it releases is comparable to effluent from other industrial facilities. Diving into our next topic about climate progress, a new web-based data tool called the Military Responses to Climate Hazards, MeRCH, Tracker has been developed by the Nonpartisan Center for Climate and Security to provide users with information on military deployments in response to climate-related disasters. The MeRCH Tracker will serve as a repository for such information and allow Internet users to track national and international military deployments in response to hurricanes, floods, wildfires, heat waves, and other climate-related disasters. The tool has already identified 84 global disasters that have warranted some form of military response since June 2022, including 18 events in the United States. It includes the deployments of all military troops, from countries directly affected by disasters to troops assisting from other places. Users can access updates on U.S. deployments and those of other nations. The tool's creators believe it could shed light on how the military's traditional war-fighting mission is evolving under a warming climate. Information can be updated by government officials, journalists, researchers, and others who track military responses to climate disasters around the world. The center will ensure the information is accurate and up-to-date. Moving on to innovative technology updates, Code Weavers, the developers behind Crossover Software, have announced that they are adding preliminary support for translating Microsoft's DirectX 12 API into something compatible with Apple's proprietary Metal API. This means that more PC gaming titles could potentially run on Mac OS in the future. However, the announcement comes with a caveat. Game-by-game support will need to be added and bugs will need to be fixed on a per-title basis. The early DirectX 12 support will ship with crossover version 23 later this summer. While this is promising news for Mac users who want to play more games, it will not yet offer Steam Deck-esque levels of compatibility with Windows games. API translation layers have become increasingly important in recent years as older APIs have aged past the point where it makes sense to maintain and improve native implementation. Now transitioning to innovative transportation updates, the Tesla Model S Plaid, equipped with a new track pack system, set a new lap record for a production electric vehicle at Norberkring in Germany over the weekend. The car completed the 12.9-mile lap in just 7 minutes and 25.231 seconds, surpassing the previous record held by Porsche Taycan. The track pack is an upgrade to the car's components and software that optimizes performance and improves braking, suspension, and steering. This achievement demonstrates Tesla's continued commitment to advancing electric vehicle technology and setting new records for performance and efficiency. Expanding on our coverage of innovative transportation, Indian Electric Vehicle, EV, Startup River has raised $15 million in a funding round led by Al-Fatain Group from Dubai. The funds will help River compete with other Indian EV startups such as Ola Electric and Ather Energy, while also enhancing its research and development and go-to-market operations. Founded in March 2021, River's first two-wheeler, the Indy Scooter, boasts unique features like 14-inch wheels and crash guards, as well as a spacious lockable glove box and underseat storage. River aims to sell 2,000 to 3,000 units of the scooter by the end of the year and expand to three Indian cities by the same time. With this latest funding round, River has so far raised $28 million in total and is planning to reach 50 cities across India by the end of 2024. The Indy scooter will be available for purchase starting in August through various channels. 
New Delhi recently revised subsidies for locally manufactured EVs, which could affect pricing for rivers vehicles. And now we move on to physics-related news. Astrophysicists suggest that gravitational waves, the ripples in spacetime predicted by Einstein's theory of general relativity, may be generated by matter shed by dying stars. The Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, LIGO, has only detected gravitational waves from binary systems, but researchers believe that one day it will detect the first non-binary source of gravitational waves. Through simulations, the team modeled how stars die, flinging material outwards while collapsing inwards, leaving a black hole in the voids they leave behind. The team's calculations were disrupted by modeled data from the cocoon of material surrounding jets of accelerated material produced by dying stars. Detecting gravitational waves from new sources would aid astrophysicists seeking to trace the gravitational wave background or the murmur of gravitational waves rolling through the universe at all times. A space-based observatory, such as the proposed LISA mission, could help detect such waves on a much larger scale than LIGO. And now we move on to rockets updates. The European Space Agency, ESA, is looking for private European space companies to develop cargo transport vehicles that can travel to the International Space Station, ISS, and other low-Earth orbit destinations. ESA is seeking to prepare for a time when space agencies are customers rather than owners of space infrastructure after the retirement of the ISS. Companies will need to submit proposals for commercial cargo transportation vehicles, capable of carrying up to two metric tons of pressurized cargo to the ISS by late 2028 for a test mission, later returning back to Earth with at least one metric ton of cargo. The goal of this call is to provide the supporting scheme, whereby private companies receive support from ESA to develop services to the ISS and future commercial destinations orbiting Earth. The announcement comes as Europe seeks to establish its own access to low Earth orbit, which has been getting busier with both public and private vehicles. Europe has been struggling to find a rocket to launch that capsule, with Arianespace's Vega C rocket suffering a malfunction in December 2022. ESA's efforts to engage the private sector in getting to low Earth orbit is the latest attempt to foster a relationship with private partners and pick up the pace when it comes to building those connections and supporting the commercial sector. And now we move on to space news. The James Webb Space Telescope has captured a striking image of the barred spiral galaxy NGC 5068, located 17 million light-years away in the constellation Virgo. The image shows tendrils of gas and stars stretching throughout the galaxy, with the bright central bar visible in the upper left-hand corner. Astronomers believe that these bars indicate that galaxies like NGC 5068 are older and more evolved than unbarred spiral galaxies because it takes around 2 billion years for them to form. As this bar of stars swirls, it may pull gas and dust to the center of the galaxy, where it acts as fuel for intense bursts of star formation. The JWST is the ideal instrument to study these star-forming regions because infrared light passes through dust and gas mostly unimpeded, and the space telescope is designed to see the universe in infrared. Thus far, JWST has collected images of 19 relatively nearby star-birthing galaxies, which astronomers should be able to combine with observations from other telescopes to better understand star formation. Continuing on the topic of space, on June 6, a SpaceX Dragon cargo capsule docked with the International Space Station, carrying scientific experiments and 7,000 pounds of vital supplies. The capsule was launched from NASA's Kennedy Space Center on June 5 atop a Falcon 9 rocket and arrived at the space station after an 18-hour orbital chase. The mission, called CRS-28, is the 28th flight for NASA under commercial resupply services contracts. Among the critical items delivered were two more International Space Station rollout solar arrays, 
Eurasis, which will augment the ISS's power output by 20% to 30%, as well as science gear including a technology demonstration for autonomous space station docking systems and genes in Space 10, which will test a way to measure telomere length and microgravity. The Dragon capsule is expected to stay at the ISS for three weeks before returning to Earth for a parachute-aided ocean splashdown, making it the only cargo craft capable of such a safe return. Also in space news, NASA is developing a new lunar terrain vehicle, LTV, for future Artemis missions to the moon, which will be part vehicle and part robot. The LTV will transport a crew of two astronauts on the surface of the moon, but will also function semi-autonomously to conduct experiments on its own, similar to how Mars rovers operate. NASA has published a request for proposal, RFP, for private companies to submit their proposals for an LTV services contract, with a July 10th deadline. The agency wants the LTV to be capable of autonomous functionality and exploration, equipped with scientific instruments, a robotic arm, and prospecting tools. The LTV will help NASA find resources on the lunar surface more efficiently and augment supplies on interplanetary missions. The vehicle must function and navigate under extreme environmental conditions and remain powered during extended periods of darkness, Crewed operations using the new LTV are not expected to begin until Artemis 5 in 2029, but NASA plans to utilize the LTV well before any astronaut's arrival. The agency plans to announce the selection for the LTV contract award in November 2023, and the chosen company will have to prove the vehicle's capabilities on the lunar surface before NASA certifies it for crewed operation. Continuing our coverage on space, NASA's Psyche mission to explore a metal asteroid of the same name is now on track for an October 2023 launch, following a one-year delay due to issues with the spacecraft's flight software. An independent review by NASA's Science Mission Directorate and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL, found that workforce issues at JPL, communication problems, and the COVID-19 pandemic were among the factors that caused the delay. The review recommended adding experienced members to the team, reorganizing the workforce, and monitoring progress more comprehensively. In a subsequent review, the team's response was deemed to be excellent, and the overall probability of mission success was rated as high. If launched in 2022, the spacecraft would have reached the target asteroid in early 2026, but now it is expected to arrive in August 2029. Meanwhile, a ride-along mission called Janus had to be removed due to the new trajectory. The mission aims to learn more about the interior of terrestrial planets like Earth, which is normally hidden beneath layers of mantle and crust. And now we move on to virtual augmented reality updates. Apple has announced the launch of its new augmented reality platform called Apple Vision Pro, which takes the form of a mixed reality headset. The device is designed to blend digital content into the space around us, creating what Apple calls spatial computing. Vision Pro is driven by a user's eyes, hands, and voice, and allows for natural and intuitive inputs. It features a high-resolution display system with 23 million pixels across two panels and runs on Visionos, the world's first spatial operating system. The headset can also capture spatial photos and videos, as well as simulate a dark theater in a bright room. It will be available early next year at a starting price of $3,499 and is compatible with custom optical inserts that magnetically attach to the lenses for those who wear glasses. The device works wirelessly with the Mac and Mac peripherals, and FaceTime works with group calls and expands spatially. Additionally, Microsoft and Zoom apps are already optimized for Visionos, and hundreds of thousands of iPad and Mac apps will automatically be available at launch. 
the headset creates a digital avatar that looks human and realistic, not like a cartoonish memoji, and has a new biometric security method called Optic ID. Also in virtual augmented reality news, Apple has unveiled its latest product, the Vision Pro headset, which it describes as a revolutionary spatial computer that offers an immersive experience. The headset is powered by VisionOS, an operating system that relies entirely on eye, hand, and voice gestures for navigation. During a 30-minute demo, the author tried out the headset and found that the initial setup process was simple, followed by exploring VisionOS, which included a home view similar to the honeycomb view on an Apple Watch. There are multiple ways to navigate, such as tapping your fingers to select objects, zooming in with pinching gestures, and scrolling by flicking your wrist. You can also open multiple apps and arrange them on a window bar. While there is a learning curve to mastering the gestures, the experience becomes more intuitive over time. One of the most significant features of the Vision Pro headset is its ability to keep users connected to the world around them while still providing an immersive experience. Users can adjust the level of immersion using the digital crown and look around to interact with others in their physical space. The headset's content consumption capability is also impressive, enabling users to explore a 3D version of Avatar 2 and watch movies in an immersive environment. Although the Vision Pro has not yet been released, Apple plans to offer demos at its retail stores when it launches next year. Moving on to another virtual augmented reality update, Apple has unveiled their new Apple Vision Pro headset at the WWDC event, emphasizing the importance of a vibrant app ecosystem for this new spatial computing platform. To help developers build and test their apps for VisionOS, Apple has announced several initiatives including hands-on labs and availability of Apple Vision Pro dev kits. Xcode will include a software simulator of VisionOS to help developers start creating apps, but with the hardware being such a departure from current platforms, more support is needed to ensure a good app experience for customers. Therefore, Apple has announced three main ways to help developers test apps before the Vision Pro hardware goes on sale, submitting iPad or iPhone apps for evaluation, attending in-person developer labs around the world, and applying to register for a developer kit. The company hopes that by providing these resources, developers will be able to create a variety of high-quality apps for the Apple Vision Pro headset. Continuing our virtual augmented reality coverage, Apple has unveiled its new headset, the Vision Pro, which runs on VisionOS, a new operating system built on iOS. The user interface of the headset is spatial and 3D, with a floating app grid home screen. The headset also features new subsystems for real-time rendering of immersive 3D environments. VisionOS supports a range of redesigned Apple apps as well as third-party developer experiences, including Disney+. Additionally, 2D apps like Messages can incorporate 3D elements and users can multitask with floating windows. Native apps built specifically for the Vision Pro are also possible, with Unity-powered games being developed for the platform. Overall, the Vision Pro promises to offer an entirely new level of immersion and interactivity for users. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Artificial Pulse. We hope you found this exploration of the latest positive innovations in technology to be informative and inspiring. Once again, please consider supporting us through Patreon at patreon.com slash artificial pulse. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow as we continue to bring you the most cutting-edge developments and the brightest outlooks for the future.